<laughs> Welcome everyone to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. This is Tim Sock, and I'm joined today by Brenda Pipa and Robert Kalachuk. And uh, we're, you know, we were just talking before the podcast, and uh, you know, we're the only. Well, we're, there's a few podcasts, but we're the only one that's really truly sponsored by Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sponsored by Wikipedia. It was on he- heavy Wikipedia use. <laughs> heavy Wikipedia use, because on the last episode, like we <laughs> verbatim from Wikipedia. So we'll we'll try to not like to do verbatim from Wikipedia, but uh, you never know what's going to happen. Well, it's great because Those we pick a topic and then uh, we learn about it at the same pace as our audience. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, and they they could do their own research, but they come to us for the commentary on top of the verbatim words from Wikipedia. <laughs> Are you going on a long drive and don't want to stare at your phone the entire time? Come to us for Wikipedia. <laughs> Listen to the article instead of re- instead of reading the article. That's right. Anyways, so our, our, uh, have you ever had wish you had less control over your Wikipedia dives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of randomly clicking through all the different links for half an hour, just listen to us amble, you know, all the way to there. So <laughs> Anyway, the topic today, uh, we're actually sampling some uh, some beers today. We've got uh, a very interesting beer. It is made from the, uh, well, not, I'll do this one first, but the first one is one that uh, Rob made from the ingredients that we didn't actually use with the Jasper Brew Comp. Uh, Iron Brewer. A, a Iron, Bur- it Iron says Brewer. Bur- yeah, Iron Brewer. So it's Berta Brown is what it's called. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we're also talking about another local, uh, well, we've mentioned him on the show a few times, it's Joel, Joel. Yeah. Um, with his Canadian Cascadian, uh, black IPA brewed with local malt hops and spruce tips, which I'm very excited to try this. Um, word is that it uh, did very well in the local uh, Cowtown East, East Wranglers, uh, their annual uh, judging event. So, uh, I think this is the one he submitted that is gold, which is amazing, and really good, it yeah. makes me more excited to taste it. Because the last spruce tip one I had was the one from Grain Bin Brewing up in uh, Grand Prairie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that spruce tip beer. You know, the the tiny mm-hmm. hands make uh, make the spruce tips taste sweeter. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, and then uh, what we're eventually going to amble to is this is going to be coming out just before St. Patrick's Day, and we're going to be talking about the best beer for St. Patrick's Day, which I'm very interested to see what you guys say about that. Well, given our wide variety of opinions on other beers, it should be interesting. So first I'm going to throw... And yours is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so first I'm going to... What do we all surprisingly oh have to say about that? <laughs> Yeah, this is also the episode where we just talk over Steve. The entire ah, yeah. we, we made him chair it, and then they we're just going to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it over to Rob for a second to describe what he did with this brown ale so that I can actually drink this brown ale and see what it tastes like. <laughs> so the reason I call it the Berta Brown is because all of the malts are from Alberta. So it's actually all Holgarth. Oh, really? So that's uh, their Pale Ale, their Crystal 40, Crystal 120, and... Okay, I would shouldn't say it's all Holgar. There is a little bit of red shed biscuit in there as well. Mm. Okay, so it's still still Berta, but it's just uh, still all Alberta malts. Yeah, <laughs> it's from an hour north of the Hogarth farm. <laughs> yeah, and then um, for the hops, they gave us these hops. Uh, they were Columbus hops, T forty five pellets, mm-hmm. and they were nineteen percent. Oh, so it was very oh, high. Yeah. 
So I, this is a small batch. So this is only 20 liters. So I literally used a third of an ounce. Wow. For 60 minutes. For 60 minutes. 60 minute boil. That's it. Jeez. And uh, yeah, that was a, it was enough to balance it out. <laughs> like it's a, it's a, so it's interesting. This is actually a little bit, um, I would say, a bit sweeter than usually the beers you usually do. Like this is kind of more closer to what I generally kind of go mm-hmm. with with my browns. So it's it's interesting that you uh, you came up with this. Yeah, the brown I wanted to go a little bit more on the sweeter side because I think the browns aren't really meant to be hoppy. They're meant to be more sweet. Mm-hmm. A little bar. Yeah, more sweet on that side. And uh, uh, this one's a little bit higher percentage too. It's a six point two, and most browns usually aren't that high, but. Yeah, usually five-ish, give or take a half percent sort of thing. Yeah. It's very good. I like this. Yeah. This, this reminds me a bit of my Trad clone, but not uh, but not as... Uh, this one's got a little bit more depth in the back end, mm. I think, uh, because of the one... I think it was the 120 in the back there. Right. And you say... What, what else do you say? There's a bit of chocolate in this as well? No. No. Mm. Biscuit... So the there's uh, like I said, Hogarth Pale Ale malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crystal Forty. Forty one twenty. And the Crystal one twenty. Okay. I'm gonna just yeah, just a tiny bit of like sweet, like a, a more chocolatey bit on the back end, but it's, it's, it's not. It's not quite chocolate. Like there's there's. But almost yeah, you're right. Like it's a not little chocolate, bit. It's but almost it's, a little bit of fruit to it or something. Like it's. That could be coming from, I, I guess, from the yeast instead. What, uh, just a USO five in this or USO four? Uh, no, actually, I used another one of the yeasts that they gave in the in the thing, which was oh, uh, yeah. the K ninety seven. I think was this one. Hmm. Actually, reminds me of like a just a quarter step towards what you made for the dark humor competition, mm-hmm. which had obviously the very heavy citrus influence here, and this this just has almost. Actually, you know like what? Like somebody wafted an orange over the brew kettle when you're <laughs> doing it or something like that. Like it's actually, you know what this reminds me of? Uh, this reminds me a bit of the uh, fruit stout that you made a while ago. the The black mamba. The black mamba. The tropical stout. Yeah, the tropical mm. stout. Yeah, like this reminds me. Like it's again not. <laughs> Which had I known would have done very well in competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not quite to the level of the black mamba, but kind of like on the on the way to being the black no, mamba. No, again, it's it's a it's a and obviously it's not as dark as that stout or anything like that. It's nice. It's, I like it. Yeah. I I drink this at a table all day sort of thing. I think it's also 2% or 1.5% higher than the black mamba comes out at. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very very good. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. What's that? Can we turn off the fridge? Uh, yeah, we can turn off the fridge here. We can hear it through the thing. <laughs> and yeah. it's now in the podcast. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> you know, eventually, you know, like when we have the actual brewery up and running, we're going to actually have like a soundproof room with like all the padding and stuff. So it'll actually be like perfect audio sound and quality for, for what it was on. I like to think these little eccentricities are part of the charm. <laughs> it, it is. It's an old fridge. I forget how loud it is. <laughs> old fridges are a little bit louder, but yeah. Well, had I yeah, remembered... That- Ten minutes ago, that compressor just in the back, just going, and it's still going. Like that's what a thirty-year-old fridge. That's something like that. It's yeah. easier to edit that noise out than it is our conversation. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Maybe Rob edits edits out, and then we're just talking about nothing for like this whole chunk. There's just a very obvious like 
quarter Splice. second gap. Yeah. <laughs> is this going to be a noise? It's going to go beep. And, then... <laughs> and we're back. Very good. Very good. Yeah, very right. Right, yeah. So now, the next one. All right. So, and then, so yeah, we're going to try Joel's here because, yeah, as mentioned, like the last one I had was the grape bin and yeah, the, the spruce, spruce tips add a very interesting note to, uh, to beers. I like this one. It's really good. Oh yeah! If this is the one you, you submitted, Joel, and you got gold on this one, is excellent. Fucking awesome! Yeah. Oh yeah. It's got like a stout taste with like a little fruit on the end. That is very or, like nice. not a citrusy, but like a, a fruity, fruity flavor. It's and like, then yeah. and then you get a bit of the fruit. You got kind of not pine taste, but you get kind of that. Uh, I would say it's not floral, but it's it's piney, but it's not piney. Yeah, it's got like a little bit of that bite in it that kind of sits in the throat. Mm-hmm. Bit, but yeah, it's nice. Like I'm near a spruce tree, like a, a freshly grown, like the, you know, the tips are on the tree there. And I'm, I'm literally drinking this beer right beside it. That's what it this <laughs> tastes like. It's like that fresh scent or whatever. Like yeah, that fresh thing. scent. That That's what I would say it is. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Yeah, no, that is. Whoa. That's, that's great beer. Very, very good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the really cool kind of after image of the beer that just kind of sticks with you. Oh, see, like that's interesting. Yeah, that that like for me, it invoked that image that I'm like out in the forest beside a spruce tree and I'm just like drinking the beer. So it's like those. <laughs> I, I can't remember what it, it was a commercial for something. I can't remember what it, what it was for, <laughs> which is, means it was a bad commercial. I guess. <laughs> Except for this one part of it. Well, no, it was, it was some it was some kind of drinks. People would take a sip and then all of a sudden they'd just be the, the everything would zoom in on the face or something. It would zoom out. They'd be somewhere else and they'd be like. On top of a mountain. I'm really hoping that's not like one of those like well, you know, hard seltzer commercials or something yeah. like that. <laughs> no, I can't, that one kind of rings a bell. I kind of I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or but, even and it's not one of those old I'm Canadian commercials or something like that. No. Well, no, because I was just a man walking around explaining why he was okay, Canadian. Okay, that's good. Using as many stereotypical <laughs> Canadian things as possible, because Canada is a collection of stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have no true national identity, just stereotypes. <laughs> it was actually it was interesting. So when we were in Jasper, we went on that little food tour thing, and the first question they ask is, "Well, okay, what is Canadian cuisine?" <laughs> ten people on the tour, ten different answers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, yeah." So here's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, Canadian cuisine would basically be like maple syrup and back bacon, <laughs> well, and, and cheese. And cheese is the other big one because, like, uh, cheddar soup is actually a Canadian dish. Is it? Yeah. Which is literally just melt a fuck ton of cheddar into whatever soup you're doing, and then add some beer, and then you've got cheddar soup. Yeah, but those are all very like Quebecois things, right? Mm-hmm. All three of those things you just said: yeah. maple syrup, back yeah. bacon, and cheddar. So it's like, okay, it's Canadian cuisine. Just and then poutine, Quebec, which is which the is also a combination Quebec. of all that, yeah. plus fries. Yeah, basically the maple snow cone or whatever. Like the, you got like the stick in the in the ice, and you yeah. pour the the syrup on it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with being such a young country, like. And being a country of immigrants, like it's literally whatever you brought over to you when you came to the country. So depending on ginger which beef, the world can thank us for ginger beef. That's that, right. That ginger came from beef, Calgary. Ginger by the beef way. is a good one. Yeah. 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 Caesars, which also came from Calgary, which yep. who had clam juice and tomato juice and then decided to combine that into a drink. Mad genius, but still, why did you have that at a bar? Yeah. <laughs> so does clamato juice predate the Caesar? No, it doesn't. 
Cal- Calmado is came out of the creation of that drink, and yeah, that was yeah. way, interesting. Yeah, because basically there was such a demand for both separately tomato and clam juice that they're like, why don't we just make a premix of this? Can you all- buy clam juice just on its own nowadays? Yes, it's really? just it, it's just a, like you can find it in some grocery stores. Like, cause it because what it is is like you buy clams, and then the clam juice is the you know what it's sitting in. It's a you know briny salty liquid, and so they were. You know, you'd keep that aside. So I guess there might be some cocktails that use like a, like instead of like uh, they use like a pickle brine or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So instead instead of that, they do like a, a clam brine or a you know mussel brine or something like that. So something that's got mm. salty but a little bit of fishy flavor to it. Instead of a pickleback, you can have a muscleback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> muscleback. You might have to be careful. You say that too. <laughs> yeah. Like... But like, but the fact that like that guy just like put it together is. Like, why did he have clam juice? I don't know, but he put it together, Worcester hot sauce, boom, you've got a drink that, it's hilarious. You go down to Mexico or some places where a lot of Canadian expats live, and they'll have it in grocery stores. And it's like, like brand name Clamato, and it's like, yeah, it's for all the freaking Canadians, because... They love their Caesars. Because no one else will drink it there. <laughs> True. Well, no, they might order a Bloody Mary. but Well, and that's the thing. A Bloody Mary is way more complicated. Is it? Yeah. Like, so I Bloody... thought it was the same, but it's just tomato juice instead of Clamato juice. Yeah. So that's the base of it. But it, the uh, the spices that go into a Bloody Mary, it's because, like, again, for Clamato, it's just that in, like, maybe your, like, what I meant, the ingredients I said earlier, and plus the salt rim of just, like, generally celery salt and a few other things, maybe some seasoning salt on there. But uh, Bloody Mary, it's other, like, spices and herbs and components are, like, I remember looking up an official recipe once. It's, like, 10 ingredients. It's insane. So, like, and it's one of the ones they always, like, list in the U.S. of, like, bar, uh, you know, uh, bartenders hate to make these sort of thing. There's always Bloody Marys on there because they're always so complicated to make. And they're not even as good as Caesars. So. No, Caesars are way, way, way better. Yeah, and Caesars aren't even really good, so, like... Bloody Marys are just you take back. Very bad. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know my opinion. I, I know your I, opinion. I have a Caesar once every two and years, it's blasphemy. just to remind myself that I still don't enjoy them. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> my sister-in-law makes a really damn good Caesar, so whenever she's down, there's always a, a few of those got made in the morning. So usually with usually a, a bit of bacon in them. Mm. Yeah, cook some bacon in the morning, and then you put the bacon into the drink, and then you drink that. So it's very good. That's a bit of saltiness. Very good. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> di- a little bit divergent there. Anywho. What were uh, we talking about again? <laughs> it was beers. And then what we were eventually going to talk about is the best beer for St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Yeah, so St. Patrick's Day is coming up. It should be very shortly after the episode's released. So, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it's about st patrick who drove snakes out of ireland so i mean really the only beer is an irish beer and that's the biggest one is guinness or harp or smithics or harp Harp is also owned by guinness yeah no exactly they're all owned by the same company but they're completely different styles of beer or kilkenny so kilkenny is the cream ale smithics is the red and then the uh harp is the the lager essentially oh there was one when i was in ireland they had there was one called beamish which Mm -hmm. is another stout and i actually liked it more than guinness it was a little creamier, a little tastier, also less expensive. All right, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, Rob comes out with Guinness, which is again an answer. Stout, I, stout I, is the yeah. I, I don't think it's the uh, the meal within itself, you know, Guinness. Uh, I don't think that is the correct answer. 
But before I say mine, I'm going to throw it over to Brendan. I don't, I don't know. I always think the Irish Reds are the way to go. On Irish Reds, if you if you find an Irish Red and barring that some other red ale, um, what about Flanders Red? No, <laughs> Flanders <laughs> Red Ale. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> no, it, like that's typically what I would order on a, a St. Patrick's Day. A red ale. Yeah. yeah. It just that it seems to suit the day. Um, it's also similar to the stout, impossible to dye green, so you avoid that whole rigmarole. Yeah, I don't understand the dye green beer. That's just that. <laughs> it's uh, it's getting rid of all the cheap beer uh, that's still in the cooler. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we have like this, you know, Budweiser that's been sitting for like six months. Let let's pull it out. Let's dye it green and sell it for sell it for you know a decent special, and all the kids will go wild for it. Oh, and I absolutely partook of that when I was a kid in university. Oh yeah, yeah, of course you did. Like I still remember. This is one of my first like for real jobs out of out of university. And I'm working for an engineering firm downtown Calgary. And uh, St. Patrick's Day was like, well, there, there's a social committee. So they did something every month. And they, so they choose one Friday of the month to be like, this is, we're doing something special sort of thing. And their St. Patrick's Day one is they actually literally bought a keg, cleared out one of the fridges on the main level, put the, put the keg in there to keep it uh, cold sort of thing. And then the social committee would be serving beers out of it all friggin' like starting at like, I think it was two o'clock. It was like, come up and grab a beer and, you know, go back to work for a little bit. But if you get too drunk, you're not allowed to work anymore. So you better come up and have more beers. <laughs> Since you can't do anything else, you might as well. Yeah, 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 you might as well. And so they were always good. They always had like taxi chits to let people get home afterwards sort of yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, no, I just still remember like, uh, I think it was my, at the time, 60-year-old engineering manager, Kit, uh, or he might have been a bit younger at the time. Our, our listener in Australia will remember how old he was. But he's like at the keg, pouring the beer and then putting the dye in sort of thing. Just because well, he wasn't even social committee, but he just wanted to do it. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're just and just pounding pictures and pictures of friggin just and it, it had to be Bud. It had to be Bud or Labatt or something like that. It was just whatever cheap blonde ale what, what, was. What's, what's the cheapest? <laughs> What's the cheapest lager keg we can get? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're throwing food coloring in it anyway. After right. after the fifth one, nobody will know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for me, uh, just because, you know, I was always on the East Coast and all that, it was always, for me, Alexander Keith's, which is an India Pale Ale. No, it's not. But no, it's not. It's, it's basically a lager. <laughs> but that, for me, that is the St. Patrick's Day beer. So you can, it, I know you just said, you know, about the dye or whatever. Dyeing it is, you know. Very easy to do. Very yes. easy to do and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what, like all the parties I went to in, like when I was out there, that's that's what it was. Like some, some people would have like, you know, the cheaper beers and all that. But for like... When you're bought, like your baseline beer is Alexander Keats, that's what you get. You get basically just a whole bunch of it, pour it in the glasses, put the, the drop at the bottom so it mixes as you pour it in, and then boom, you drink that all the time. And that for me is just like easy drinking beer, good socializing, and then, you know, usually shenanigans later in the night. Your choice is a Nova Scotia beer for an Irish celebration? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's light, easy drinking, and it's better than all the other base beers out there. 
Do they actually lager it though? I kind of, I'm kind of interested in their process now. I haven't done the brewery tour. It'd be interesting to kind of go through and be like, okay, are they? I don't know. You'd have to find out. They, they what nowadays they use for lager yeast. it nowadays because okay. like, like the original recipe from again ages ago wasn't actually an IPA. Yeah. But now it like nowadays it's it, since it's owned by. I, which one is it? It's, um, it's AIDS AB uh, Bush. Oh, Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, Anheuser-Busch. So I think like when they got bought out all those, you know, decades ago sort of thing, they all kind of moved to like the lager model of things, except the only thing that dis- uh, distinguished Alexander Keith's was that it was slightly more hoppy than the other ones. And even then it's barely yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like two and, two ivus or something <laughs> yeah like it's slightly higher and that's what i think it is is that i think it they went to a lager because that, that's what the market was you know 30 40 years ago was just loggers light easy drinking loggers so i think they went that way and then they've just kind of stayed over there yeah two ibus i wonder if you could make something that's two ibu <laughs> you, uh, yeah you could yeah, finagle you it it would probably be cloyingly sweet <laughs> <laughs> well so that's be a little so that's the thing like, like yeah because it's almost, it's almost nothing well like a lot he, of the sours yeah. you do like you're only supposed to put in like a token amount at the beginning yep. just to get some of the oils in there and that's yeah, but it those are still like 10 uh, sometimes 10 you get down or, to 5 10 or 16 yeah yeah I don't know hey, like even the two of you like drop in one like one just one copy in there like <laughs> one cone just a boop. single cone <laughs> <laughs> well i know there's one brewery in uh in calgary new level for one of the beers they don't even do the uh the boil per normal uh they basically just get it up to temp and they run it for a little bit just to boil off some water to get their volume to where they want it to be but they don't even do like a 60 a 30 a 15 minute addition all they do is whirlpool so that's just the hmm. basically from the the boil temperature down to you know their uh, you know cool temperature or whatever it is like twenty twenty five degrees. That's the only hop addition they do. Hmm. So for at least one or two of their beers, just, just trying to get straight aroma. Then uh, and and that's yeah. literally it. And that's thing you do get a tiny bit of IBU out of that, but like it's in the grand scheme of things, it's. You know, it doesn't really matter because it's all again the other compounds in there. So it's it gets bitter enough enough to be called beer, but it doesn't taste bitter at all. Interesting, but yeah, hmm. yeah. My choice for uh, for you know Irish beer is a Scottish beer. <laughs> well, no, well, not even a Scottish beer. It's a a new Scottish beer. <laughs> it's a Canadian lager. Yeah. <laughs> that was readily cheap and available during his university days. So and I respect yeah. it because I drank it. I still drink Keith. It's good beer. Oh, yeah. But it, <laughs> <laughs> that gonna, was not the back. answer you were expecting. No, I was gonna it? I was gonna go back to Rob's earlier comment before uh, we started any of this is that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, like, so the reason why Rob's answer is wrong is that you have like one or two Guinness to start the night, but then you switch to something else. Not with that attitude. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> that Guinness, after like two or three, it's like, oh, okay, I'm starting to fill up. And then by the fourth one, you're like, who? I'm basically just nitrogen bubbles right now. Nope. If only you had a stout that was just a little bit more approachable than Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Slightly lower alcohol percentage. Man. Mm. 
That might that'd be fantastic. It'd be kind of funny, actually. Yeah. It would be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dark humor kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though it is funny, like, for a few people that do come up at the shows and do say that, it's like, okay, that, that's that's great praise, but it's like, we're we're not even, like, close to Guinness. I wouldn't consider us anywhere close to Guinness. Like, we do have some of those, like, roasted notes and all that kind of stuff, but Guinness is such a different beast than uh, than the dark humor, other than they're just stouts. Yeah, it's different. I mean, uh, the Guinness has uh, well, that's nitrogen, so it's got more a little more creamy. Whereas uh, the dark humor is way more roasty. Mm-hmm. There's no nitrogen in it, so it keeps that keeps that characteristic. Yeah, once we actually get the brewery up and running, we should do actually like we should have like dark humor on tap, and then a nitro dark humor. A nitro version is actually pretty good. I've done it. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be really. Yeah, good. that that sounds actually really good. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my call sister, it coffee and cream. <laughs> and, uh, my sister and her and her boyfriend there. They um, they get. Oh, I make a keg for them all the time, and they uh, they, Shit, I own keg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, uh, they they put it on nitro. So when I go over there, I get to try it on nitro. It's awesome. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he reached out to me right as we were moving houses. <laughs> I was like, not now. I'll get it like the next time I brew. Oh. <laughs> that's now like four months ago. So so I, I, I apologize. I, I will get you your beer eventually. Well, Mark, you should feel better because I think he's probably going to make you a beer f- for you before he makes the beer he owes Steve and I. Well, yeah, because I owed him the beer bef- like a month before I lost oh, the competition. You guys, so. <laughs> that long ago? Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. It, it, that's it has been a while. It. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. Shit. You got to get on that, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I got, I got some building to do in my house. I got to build my brew station. Yeah. Get that going eventually. As long as I beat Steve to the beer that he owes. Well, you never know. Watermelons are almost in season again. Oh, yeah, it's getting there. You know, <laughs> watermelons were in season when you first owed us the beer. Yes. So I understand that it's a prerequisite, but I'm still confident that I'm going to get my beer in before you. <laughs> uh, we'll see. In fact, we might have another competition. Rob will lose, and then Rob can get his done before. <laughs> I'll probably have mine done the next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. You have the equipment. It'll be great. The equipment oh. and the spare time to do it. <laughs> I actually, I have to do a little bit of rewiring in my house to use our brew equipment. Oh, really? Yeah, because my dryer is a natural gas fired dryer. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never heard of those before. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like, I've heard, like huh. I would say my dryer does that, but it's like, it's either electric or gas. So, but that's like, generally you're utility room or your uh, laundry room is wired for just electric so yeah 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 the fact that yours is just natural gas is kind of crazy it's kind of <laughs> cool but it means i have to get uh, an electrician to come in and put in a 240 volt plug for me yeah oh, that's, that's a good thing you got a friend who does that i was trying yeah. to think of asking someone who can do that in the garage so that i don't have to do it in the basement yes it can be done yep. yeah i have a friend perfect there's already a panel in there i just don't know if it can well, it's a good thing he's yeah, a decent what? Sparky, so he can go and be a Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> the unfortunate part is that he's going out for turnaround work for the next six weeks. Oh, whatever. So, eh, that's a like a you know late spring, early summer project, I think. Now, the good news for Mark is that I don't need a two forty volt 
plug to do his beer. No, you just do I just 20 need, liters there. Yeah. I just need a, a, a couple other things to. So, soon. Soon. <laughs> well, and then the prospect of soon. Brendan, if someone was to uh, contact us soon on our uh, social medias or <laughs> website, how would they do so? That's a great question. <laughs> you no. can do it. If I believe in you. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to reach out for us, possibly to tell us what their favorite beers are for St. Patrick's Day or just some other uh, reason if they're interested in our products or just want to tell us what to talk about on this podcast or have any Wikipedia articles they want read back to them. Ooh, yes. <laughs> they can go to our website, uh, www.solutionsbrewing.com. There's a contact us uh, page there which sends an email right to us. Uh, they can send an email directly to us at noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com mm-hmm. or they can reach out to us on our socials, Facebook and Instagram at Solutions Brewing Co. Nice. nice. That's all three. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I didn't even look it up on my phone. No, that's that's perfect. true. I think last time I said the website twice. So. Yeah, <laughs> you, you did, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that uh, wraps up our kind of rambling tangential episode. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time. See you guys. Take, Take care, care, everyone. Cue the music. Bro. There we go. <laughs>